You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, Binge Views. Skip it, stream it, see it, Binge Views. It's time for Binge Views. Raw grilling Tetsy on some new releases. Don't worry about spoilers. Binge Views. Ooh, welcome to Binge Views, everybody. BingeMedia.net's look at weekly releases in theaters. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm here with our resident reviewer, Chadley C. What's How up, buddy? buddy? I'm doing doing pretty pretty great. You know, had my my morning coffee. I'm caffeinated. I'm ready to review these three flicks for the people. Do you mm. think people? You know, the title says "Don't worry about spoilers." How much do you think people worry about spoilers? Um, I feel like they don't care about spoilers until they like something that's spoiled, and then they're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's more like that. Yeah, I should, should preface it with don't worry about spoilers for your fucking Marvel movies because we won't do that. I think that's really all people care about, right? I don't know. Pretty much. About. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this week we're going to be looking at The Northman. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Fucking great title to. It just easily rolls off the tongue. And Father Stu. Father right. Stu. Yeah. What do you want to start with? I want to tell people to go to manscaped.com, look at their products, find something to trim your balls. And your nose hairs. And at checkout, use binge20 for 20% off. How about that? Binge20 at checkout. Also, go to parksense.com. And after you have your well manicured balls in hand, you know, light a candle that reminds you of Butterbeer or the ET ride at Universal. And at checkout, use the code binge20 for 20% off. There we go. All right. Okay. I think I want to hear about everything, everywhere, all at once first. So let's do that. Now, this is A24. Right. This is your studio. You love these guys. So what are we saying? Immediately see right. it, right? There's a nine on ten. <laughs> right now. I'm, just, I'm not even review it. Just It's A24 to so see it. No, 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 no. So the, this is from the Daniels, who their last movie in 2016 was Swiss Army Man, which mm-hmm. I am not a fan of that movie at all. Really? Okay. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. I, I don't know. I think maybe it's too hyped up for me, and then I went into it with pretty high expectations, and it was very let down. Hmm. I, 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 I want to watch it again, uh, especially after watching this this week. But yeah, yeah I like first it. few, first few, didn't care. Farting corpse movie, his dick's the compass. All right, we get it. Yeah, can't can't talk. Have a binge without dick talk. So yeah, it might be a surprised little, you didn't fucking like it. Well, there might be a, a little bit of dick talk with one of these movies this week. Oh, we'll, see, we'll see. Hold on. hold your breath. Hold your breath. Uh, so yeah, like I said, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert are the two directors of this and the writers. Uh, we've got a, a nice uh, deep cast. Michelle Yeo. Uh, we've got James Hong, legendary fucking actor. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate, uh, Stephanie Hizu. And making his uh, film return is uh, Keho Kwan, who, of course, is short round from Indiana Jones to Doom and Data from The Goonies and... He has not acted oh, in over. Looks familiar. Yeah, he hasn't acted in twenty something years. Awesome, uh, this, nice. and this is his return. So, uh, I've been I've watched some interviews with him this week. He's on Kimmel, and he just seems so fucking like thankful to be back. And, and really, yeah, 
Yeah, he's he's fuck. I mean, he's amazing in this movie. So, oh, nice, nice. Fucking yeah, fifty down bill. Great, All right. Yeah, they said he was like uh, had a, acting coaches on set, and like he was like ul- ul- ultra p- prepared for this role. So, pretty great to see him back. Um, so yeah, just based on the little plot rundown here, I I, I don't know. I don't want to get oh, we talked about it, spoilery, but I think mm-hmm. the less you know about this movie, the better going into it. Uh, I think that'll definitely enhance the experience. Um, Michelle Yeoh is a Chinese immigrant who runs a laundromat and she has a a little rocky relationship with her daughter who is a lesbian and she's kind of hard accepting that fact. Uh, She's got her dad at home played by James Hong who she's taken in after her mother had passed and they're watching him as well. And then her, her husband who is, uh, Waymond, who's Ke- uh, Ho Kwan, mm. um, he is about to file for divorce because their relationship has been so strained, and they're about to lose the laundromat because she did her taxes wrong, and so she heads to the IRS office where Jamie Lee Curtis's character Deidre is, and she gets a uh, interrupted by a her husband from a different universe, uh, Waymond, who lets her know that she is in danger and that it is up to her to save the universe possibly because <laughs> this all these ultra metaverses have opened up and she could be the key. And that's really all I want to say about like the plot of this movie. So it, it kind of really jumps from there. And okay. this thing <laughs> Yeah, I mean what do you got just based off that? No, on? no, you say no, no, continue. Yeah, so this this thing, man, it 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 it's multiple genres. It's an action movie, it's a sci fi movie, it's a drama uh comedic elements fucking out the wazoo i have legit not laughed this hard consistently through a movie and i can't honestly remember how long i get and this mm-hmm. is a two hour and 19 minute movie and the, the laughs just really don't stop um this is the a21st first imax release as well which is kind of interesting did um, you see it in imax i did not i did not oh, unfortunately okay. do you but do, yeah i mean the, can you after seeing the movie and knowing that it's their first imax movie do you think the viewing experience would be enhanced by it? Like, uh, yeah, yes. Can you see how it can fit in that? Form? Yeah, hundred percent. Because so the the filmmaking here is fucking top notch, man. It is honestly a fucking work of art. They what they do is so it's filmed in a one point eight five flat aspect ratio for most of the movie, and when the action scenes. Uh, happen and they're jumping to other universes and metaverses and shit the aspect ratio scales down to a 2.37 scope ratio so Mm -hmm. the aspect ratio is constantly changing throughout this movie to kind of give you a confused feeling or a feeling of where you are in this world it's fucking awesome like as soon as it happened i like looked over to the dude i was watching and i was like oh aspect ratio flipped like you can be you it's really hard not to tell like and it's pretty consistent oh yeah absolutely throughout the whole movie Uh uh-huh Nice. Um, I really haven't stopped thinking about this movie since I watched it. Uh, like it, it really engages you as a viewer. Like it, it, it's not one of those movies that you can just like let wash over you. You know, it's, it's a fucking popcorn movie. Watch this movie because I mean, mm-hmm. you really got to. It's going to confuse a lot of people, I'm sure, because it's jumping all over the place. And to, that might be some people's issue with it, honestly. But for me, it really worked. And this is like a one that you're going to have to like repeat viewing because there's there are a lot of references here within this this made a first for sure i mean they, there's just countless <laughs> countless ones that i don't want to spoil like too much but pop culture references or references in universe 
Both, honestly, oh, okay. yeah, both. Uh huh. Um, like there's a specific <laughs> universe where everyone has hot dogs for fingers. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. And they, they they really use that. There's like some Pixar fucking references that are just fucking hysterical. Um, the way they they blend it. Um, yeah, man, this this really op- opened the festival circuit South by Southwest and has mm-hmm. done been doing a platform release. Uh, it went wide last week, April 8th, and it goes even more wide this Friday, the 15th. So, I mean, I, this is, if you can't tell, this is easily my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, wow. it's not even, not even remotely close. Granted, you know, we're second week of April, but uh, it's going to be hard to top this for me, really. Like, I just, I think it's just fantastic filmmaking all around. Um, and like, well, I'm the same much for Father Stu coming up next, but, uh, <laughs> hey, hey. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it, it's there's a really like underlying message of kindness within this thing too. Like it's really heartfelt. And like the one of the one of the Daniels was actually uh, diagnosed with ADHD while uh, writing it, mm-hmm. and he like incorporated a lot of that into this movie because he oh, wanted sure. it to feel like it's kind of going off the rails a little bit. But it kind of it keeps you grounded to it with this this family storyline between uh, this immigrant family, and it's. Fucking great, man. It's done for a $25 million production budget, and you'd think it's honestly a lot more than that. Um, they do a really good job, too. Of it. It's jumping, you know, these other universes, but really it's a two-location setting for the most part, this laundromat and this office building, but it's dressed up in just, like, different ways each time to where it looks completely different and shit. And, yeah, I mean, it's really, really... Uh, really, really dug this all around. I can't really say enough good things about it. Uh, it's getting all the buzz, and I think it's very warranted, man. It's it's great. Okay, so it Definitely. is getting a good reception right now. Oh yeah, I think it's fucking ninety seven percent or something on yeah ninety six uh, critic and ninety four audience score. Um, but I mean, yeah, this is that type of movie, man. Like it's an it's an original fucking movie. Uh, it's playing in theaters, and I think yeah, if you're a movie fan, I think this is what. Uh, it's what you've been waiting for. You, the last couple of years have been really, really dry as far as original content and good shit. And this is this is awesome, though. Like, fa- absolutely fantastic. So I yeah, the I idea the, of a like an experimental kind of psychedelic mainstream movie being out there and everyone loving it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hope I hope it really finds its audience. And uh, I think it made six million. Uh, it, the per theater average leading up to it was really good and then like six million wide last week which isn't amazing but uh i think if it keeps getting good word of mouth i think keep this thing growing and yeah i fucking see everything everywhere all at once i got the grab the grab the poster for it i love well. this poster I'm, I'm just i've been staring at it the entire time it's fucking oh it's great. fantastic yeah it's, it's a phenomenal poster i love this so. all right, right so now definitely bang. see it then definitely see it yep. all right okay. let's get to so we got Northman doesn't actually come out till next week. We'll save that for last because it's an early review. We'll uh, let's go to jump to Father Stew here. Uh, I feel like I already watched it. I, I just rewatched the trailer. It's the entire movie. It's in yeah. the trailer. Yeah. Um, so it's it's based on a Father Stuart Long, who was an old boxer turned priest, and he ends up with a what is the the I can't even remember the name of the the disease he contracts. Uh, inclusion body myositis is the name of the uh disease he gets and it's like uh your muscles start just not working like gradually over the course of you know six months you start to lose 
the function of like your jaw, like being able to chew, you you lose uh, fucking being able to open your eyes, like all the muscles and everything. So that's essentially what happens to this guy. So he he's a boxer, he's kind of a degenerate, and he's just kind of a piece of shit. He's not really nice to his parents. Uh, his parents have also got their own issues. Who Mel Gibson and Jackie Weaver play his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also directed by Rosalind Ross, who is Mel Gibson's boo thing. Uh, yeah so we got that little tie in here i this is the second time mel gibson's played mark Wahlberg's dad he was actually his dad in daddy's home too as well so (laughs) a nice little bond going here what the fuck um so yeah he's like down on his luck he 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 ends up in a motorcycle accident and decides that he's gonna change his life around and give people hope uh that's really the extent of the plot here this movie is just fucking not good man it's boring mm-hmm. it it i don't know what it's going for it's clearly a biopic but it's faith-based and it's rated r they say fuck like tons of times throughout this whole movie so it's not really for the faith-based, uh, faith-based crowd they're gonna like resent it that way definitely it's not yeah like his characters uh, maybe it's the way mark Wahlberg plays it but he's not likable at all like even as a priest so you're not really rooting for him I did see an interview with Mark Wahlberg that said he showed it to his his 12-year-old daughter, and his daughter looked at him and said, this is the most boring movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and he should have fucking listened to his he daughter because yeah. it, it really it really is. And he's, like, saying this is his favorite role ever. Uh, he fucking put on 30 pounds, like 7,000 calories a day he was eating just to get into this role. He fi- helped finance it himself, so he's very passionate about it, but... It just doesn't really work at all. I, I don't. It's it's just a rated R fucking biopic drama wrapped up in a faith based fucking movie, and it just it's not great, man. Not great. And it's gonna be a skip not if you good. Can't tell. I don't think Wahlberg is bad. It's just he's not likable. Like it, mm-hmm. I mean, he's fucking dedicated, and you know he's starting to lose you know muscle function. He's using a walker a lot of the time. Like he's not bad in it. And like Gibson and Jackie Weaver aren't bad, but it just doesn't really like amount to much for me like it just didn't really work at all i was counting down the minutes till this fucking thing ended because it's like two hours and what six minutes four minutes and it seems like it's way longer than that and just not 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 great not great bob Uh, do you remember like years ago when mel gibson those tapes came out of him yelling at his wife like his uh Uh like ex-wife or whatever oh yeah like young russian girl Uh uh-huh and a lot of those arguments was because were because he financed her like whatever fledgling fucking singing career. That's right. That's I kind right of down. feel like we're seeing this on screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys. Didn't you guys play that on a binge cast like years ago too? Like parts of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Pretty, pretty fucking good. Old Mel. Yeah, hey, he's well, making his comeback. He's apparently directing Lethal Weapon Five and starring in it eventually. So yeah, we'll see. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but yeah. I trust Mel he's, when he's at the home. Yeah. But if he's just yeah, like, he's yeah, this small. is my girlfriend's fucking little project. <laughs> it's a write-off, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, good for those people that liked it, because that ain't me. But uh, I mean, I, You're I right. I mean, if they're doing like a faith-based thing, and they're it's rated R, and they're dropping F-bombs, those people who are looking for this kind of story, they're not going to like that shit. No. No, not at all. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I'm sure it didn't cost much to make, but it just seems like... And it opened... Uh, we fucking... I misspoke. I was like, is it Ash Wednesday next Wednesday? That was in like March or something, so it's, it's fun, fucking not. But it, it released on a Wednesday <laughs> to get, a, get the five day for Easter this coming Sunday. So it was at least... Sorry. 
my religious uh, shit went out the window years ago. Uh, and I'm not Catholic either. I was never Catholic. But yeah, so uh, yeah, releases Wednesday and trying to get that Easter crowd. But mm-hmm. uh, they're going to leave church and come to this and want their money back after he says like fuck like 10 times in the first five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Skip. Uh, you can safely skip Father Stu if you can't tell. All right. I can't see any budget information on Box Office Mojo, so we'll move on. So, all right, let's get to the biggie, the biggie this week. Yes, very excited about this one. Yeah, so Robert Eggers' return to filmmaking. This is his third film after The Witch, 2015, and The Lighthouse in 2019. My top three movies of that year, and a great fucking year, 2019, so good. Uh, this has been one of his passion projects, and uh, this is based on the Scandinavian uh, folktale of Amleth, which is what, uh, Hamlet became based on uh, mm-hmm. eventually, and he he co-wrote this with uh, Icelandic uh, writer Jean. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård plays Amleth. It's a, this plot is very fucking basic, basic to a T, which is very simplistic, and I enjoy it. He's uh, is Amleth. His father Ethan Hawke is uh, the king. He returns home from a war, and Nicole Kidman's his wife, the queen. And his uncle is Fjolnir, Claus Bong, or Bang, Bong, yeah, Bing Bong. Uh, Willem Dafoe's in this, Anya Taylor-Joy, rounding out the cast. He, his dad returns home from war. It seems like everything's uh, great, going great for him. And uh, this is in the trailer, not spoiling anything. He sees his uncle. He's out in the woods with his dad one day, and his uncle and his men uh, approach them and shoot uh, the king with arrows and fucking decapitate him. And his he sees this all go down, and they're obviously after him as well because his brother uh, Fjolnir wants the throne. And Amleth escapes into a canoe, and then he, you see in the trailer he says, mm-hmm. I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fjolnir. And this picks up about, I'd say, 20 or so years later. Uh, and we get an adult Amleth, and this dude's just fucking... Viking berserker to a T. He's just fucking destroying souls, and uh, there's there's a really good action scene right off the bat that you kind of get the feel of what this guy's been going through. And, yeah, through years of that, he eventually finds out that his uncle is no longer the king, and he's just a simple lord uh, doing his own thing in the wilderness with a a group of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, he decides to become a slave at this farm and get his revenge. And that's really the rundown. All right. What what you got based on that? I, I think my biggest question is, I love Eggers, right? Love his his visual style. Like, he, he's got a style very much that it is his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of I, – I really like this genre. This is definitely up my alley. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder what he brings to the genre. In terms of like the big action scenes and stuff like that, yeah. So this, you know, Eggers' first movies were A twenty four. You'd think this is A twenty four as well, but it's actually not. The budget got too fucking big, and Focus decided to, to give him that budget. It's a ninety million dollar movie, so it's it blends. Jesus. Yeah, it, for him that's great, and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And uh, it blends that like kind of blockbuster budget with art house so very well, which I haven't seen in a long time. And so, like I said, the story is pretty basic, but the execution here is really what stands out. It, I mean, they, they spent like months uh, 
in like Ireland and Iceland filming this in the mountains and the mud and just like the grittiness of it. Uh, and so, I mean, that alone just really, comes really across. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, That's... he, uh, this uh, Alexander Skarsgård just wanted to play a, like a Viking character for like his whole career. He's, he's been saying, and I mean, he really throws himself into this. He's a, he's a scary man in this movie. He's fucking very, very brutal all around. Uh, there's there's some supernatural elements to this, obviously being you know Viking lore, uh, you know you've got mm-hmm. Valhalla and everything playing in, and there's some other supernatural shit. There's might be some witches, there might be some other shit, and it's just so matter of fact, like it, it it's just part of this world. It's not like they don't make a big deal about it. It's just like that makes witches. Me feel good. Yeah, this is happening. Like it just whoop, like you know it's it's not like it's a big deal. Yeah, because that great. that was actually my second question. That's a relief of mm-hmm. how grounded the magic and supernatural elements are in this because obviously if you do it too much and uh you know you just wind up with a really cheesy caricature of something we've always seen in these kind of movies Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely uh yeah execution here is top notch uh just just fucking brutally violent like there's some uh, here's some dick talk. There's a naked volcano fight at one point in this fucking movie. What? Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking wild. Um, uh, yeah, dude, I, I this if you number two favorite movie of the year so far, right here. We got two, we got one and two on this Come thing. On. In oh, one yeah. week. In one week. In one week. I saw this about a month ago, honestly. But yeah, I mean, we're in mid-April. We're that's at that point. We're a quarter through the year, I think. Having two amazing movies, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good uh, Pretty good so far. Yeah, man, I really, really dug this. I mean, I think that, the, yeah, I watched this with a, at a screening with quite a few people, and I would say it was probably split half and half. Really liked it, and some of the older crowd that was there did not enjoy it. It's very art housey in that aspect. And they, they, too and art housey, too violent, too many dicks. Oh correct during and a volcano the, fight the people specifically i know that did not like it also did not like the witch or the lighthouse so that kind of gives you some context oh, there. there you go um, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um i'm sure there's a segment of people who are just like look i'm a fucking volcano fighting expert there's no way you'd have your dicks out that's right during a volcano it, fight this keep fucking them dicks bullshit. in your pants <laughs> yeah yeah man i eggers is bad in a thousand i, I three I for three it. so far for me i um, love it I think the lighthouse is still my favorite, uh, and I do like the witch a lot. But I think the witch might be my least of uh, these three. Uh, I, that said, it's still a fucking amazing movie. And, Give him a break. Uh, he's on his third movie. <laughs> Jesus, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's want to make Nosferatu next. He's been trying. There's been rumors that Defoe's going to play Nosferatu, yeah, and Anya Taylor Joy's been casting it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be super pumped for that. But the Northman is a definite see. As well as everything everywhere. So I think, yeah, when this releases next week, get your ass to the theater and fucking watch The Northman. Fucking good time. There you good, go. brutally violent time. There you go. There you have it, everybody. Two see-its and a skip-it. This binge view is sponsored by A24 also. <laughs> Forgot to mention that, apparently. God damn it. So even, <laughs> even though this is a focus features, uh, there's still some A24 in there. There, you're just like fucking. I love this thing. <laughs> Listen, I don't love all A24 movies. They, 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 they have a pretty good uh, track record, but there's some stinkers in there as well. But yeah, you know, focus. I'm, I'm happy they gave them the budget to do this because it would have felt a little more, uh, 
I don't know, art housey and just just that with A twenty four, right? And then this gives it the focus given at that budget gives it the the, the blockbuster the know, bigger epic bag. feel to it. Yeah, hundred percent. Which you nice. need for a Viking epic like this. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Who wants a fucking small Viking movie? No, exactly. exactly. This is a drama kinda, it's a Viking dramatic film. What? Yeah. I mean Valhalla Rising reference movie is a little more uh indie scaled back version of that but yeah i think this is a lot better than that one even so damn well, yep there you go. good shit man good shit what a what a week what do we have going on next week or the week after yeah so next week we have the nick cage vehicle the unbearable weight of massive talent finally releasing nice uh, great trailer we, i know we talked about it on the yeah CinemaCon preview last or recap last fall mm-hmm uh, and then there is a animated title called The Bad Guys uh, as well next week. Northman, we already did this week, so we might just knock out those two. Week after that is only a Liam Neeson movie called Memory, and I will also be at CinemaCon that week, so there will be no binge views that week, unfortunately. But CinemaCon, they're showing Top Gun Maverick in full in the Black Phone to two confirmed screenings as of right now. So what Was that second one? Uh, the Black Phone, Ethan Hawke's... Uh, and uh, Scott Derrickson, and uh, he was Masa Worm on Andy Cool. Uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, 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 Cargill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they wrote the fucking... Sinister. Uh, Sinister, yeah, yeah, that, and Doctor Strange, the original, so... Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty pumped for that one. And yeah, so nice. two two big summer titles are previewing at CinemaCon. We'll do a recap, I'm sure, at some point in May or so. But yeah, this is, this is what we got on tap next week. Big one, obviously, Unbearable Weight. I think that's... We could do a show on that alone, so... But, yeah. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Binge Views. You can subscribe to the full binge. Five bucks a month on Patreon gets you a bunch of exclusive shows, commentaries, extra binge casts, all that good stuff. And 708-406-9546 is the voicemail. Leave a message for the boys, and we'll answer it. All right. We'll see you next week, buddy. See you. See you. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting. But first, coffee.